Hello and welcome to Beyond the Bio. Today I've got a bit of a treat for you because I am joined by Aoife Forbes who is our PR manager here at Mojo. And I know that lots of you are really interested in PR and in particular how you can get coverage and what's the best types of coverage to get. So I just thought we've got an expert here sat in the office. Let's get her out to come and chat and answer some of these questions. So welcome. Hello there. Hi. To be on the bio, literally a <laughs> stone throw away from your desk. So great to have you on the show. Obviously, you are uh, all things PR, but let's really go back to basics for anyone that might be listening that is new to this concept and wants to think about why they should invest in PR, whether they do it themselves or they outsource it. So can you tell us what actually is PR and why do business owners need it? Well, to me, and this is my experience of over 20, well, over 20 years, which is a bit cringy, but there you go. Um, to me, PR is selling. It's clever, subtle selling. So the difference between PR and advertising, which I get asked quite a lot, is to me, advertising is like a handshake. And PR is like going to a party, meeting someone you really connect with, you get on really well with, and you come home and you tell all your friends the next day about this fat person you met, and oh, you should meet them too. And before they know it, you've kind of planted the seed of something is amazing about them in their head, and everybody wants to meet that person. Sounds a bit like dating. <laughs> yeah, I suppose <laughs> Without maybe the hassle, I don't know. <laughs> That's, to me, the way I kind of differentiate it. I'm sure there's proper, you know, academic theories, but that's my version of oh, it. Oh, that's cool, because that's easy to understand, I think, yeah. for, for everyone. And I think it's like the free version of advertising. So mm. normally people would spend a lot of money on ads. But with PR, you can do it with a smaller budget, but you just need to think a little bit more creatively, I think. Nice. Okay. Can you explain the role of PR in the context of personal branding for small business owners? Well, I think a lot of come back to the story, the person, what makes them different, what makes them unique. And I think that would be one of my golden rules about if we're going to talk about press releases, which is a way of getting press messages across. It's the what makes them different, you know, the why, the when, the the, the first, the biggest, the best, the unique. What makes them different? What makes them special? What makes our product special? Why is this a huge big deal for them to launch an industry? Why is it important for them to disrupt the industry they were in? And I think it's all the personal information that, that really gets a story across. And personally, I think that's more believable and more sellable as a concept than advertising. You're talking about thoughts, feelings, and people can really connect with that and they can really link and, I suppose, find their best version of it. Mm. That's really interesting there, talking about the stories and that is ultimately what is going to get the coverage right. So can you tell us about some of the key strategies or tactics that small business owners can use to get that media coverage and build up their personal brands through PR? Because it's not as straightforward as just whacking out a press release to anyone, is it? No, and journalists get hundreds and hundreds of press releases every day. That's why I get so excited when we get coverage because it's really hard and it's Mm. a big deal. I think it's being very simple Remembering why you want to get it, who do you want to talk to, what messages do you want them to know about. So say you're launching a new product, who is going to buy that product? Okay, so it could be a new hair product. So is a business title the best 
one to go for or maybe you're better off talking to a beauty journalist who is who's the end user going to be what do they read what do they look at and when I say read I include social media as well as traditional magazines and newspapers even though I'm totally old school and love newspapers still it's the same concept just different platforms so think about who you want the story to get to and work backwards and then think about what is really different and special about it. Is there anybody else doing the same as you? Is there a charity that can really connect with what you're doing? Can you get a third party to give it an endorsement, to give it a bit of weight is the phrase we use? How can you really make this stand out and unique and different? And I think the easiest top tip is to get a newspaper or look online, obviously. For example, the Times business page, they have a top 10 stories of the day that have caught their attention. And you can bet your bottom dollar, seven out of those 10 will have numbers in the headlines. Figures, facts, the best, the worst, the biggest growth. Those kind of headlines really work. Simple, clear, just say it as it is. Try not to use jargon, nice and simple. Mm, that's, that's really important to, to consider. So if someone sat there and, you know, they haven't got a huge budget to take on a PR agency, what is the best way for them to approach these journalists cold, given that they, you know, they're not going to have those relationships? I think you've identified some cool stuff there around they've got to have a good story that's got some facts and figures or something that stands out a bit. But what's what's the best way for them to make contact? It's it's hard for me to say, I suppose, because I've always worked in PR. I haven't done it the other way around. My advice would be my own personal experience I came over here and didn't know anybody and it's the same you know it's the same concept offer to meet them for a coffee you know send them a letter in the post you know what a surprise to get something physical in the post which no one does anymore try and meet them but I also I try and identify which journalists are really key to you so you don't waste their time and your time so look at the stories they read maybe write comments about them on Twitter if they they put stories on maybe comment on LinkedIn if they share their front page, that kind of thing. Get to know the journalist that you think is the one for you and make sure you really know the stories that they're after. Try and Stalk them. Stalk them, but in a clever way. Mm. <laughs> a clever, not creepy way. Mm. So what really interests them? So I know some journalists, some business journalists are really into startup stories. Some love innovation stories. Some love growth, you know, buyouts the big numbers some love small businesses doing really really well there's specialist titles that look at startups in particular so really do your homework I think local press used to be kind of like this oh, it's not that great you know and actually I really disagree with that I think local press is brilliant and don't forget every piece of coverage that you do get even if it's not in the times and the telegraph you can repurpose it elsewhere well amplify it. amplify yeah, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. amplify that on your social media mm. so it might be a small title you might think oh it's not you know a national newspaper it doesn't matter there'll be a reading there'll be a followership and sometimes the smaller the readership numbers it's the more in tune to the people that you want to talk to so it might be a small distribution of a newsletter but it goes to your target audience so don't be a snob don't be a snob don't be a snob and also is there something in there around being realistic about where you're going to get that coverage initially when you're kind of coming from nowhere essentially because I know you know we often speak to people and they're like I want to be in the times the front page of the times or I want to be in vogue or whatever it is and is that realistic for someone that's just starting out I mean it feels to me perhaps not but I wouldn't say so unless it's a super duper 
fantastic story. But I think that would get in local press and then picked up by national press. And does that happen? Yeah, absolutely. But it's unusual. There's no doubt about it. And I think you do need to be realistic and have realistic expectations. I think established names get in the newspapers, certainly. Again, when I say newspapers, I mean online as well. I think you've got to start small and work up. But don't forget that if, if anybody's researching somebody, the first thing they're going to do is Google the name. And if they see no press coverage at all, they're going to go, oh, this is some mystery guy. Um, am I going to really buy from this person if they have no persona, no footprint? No footprint. Mm. Or they might see an interview in a local press and a few more of those and a few more of those. And there starts to be that foundation and that, that layering of information. And it just makes them look more legitimate. You learn more about them. And I think that's actually the, the best thing now for people in my position, trying to get people known or companies known or a message across. That local press and any press is online. So you've suddenly got a, a footprint, like you say, and a, you know, a persona that is identifiable. Mm, yeah, that's great advice. And I think you, know, you can apply that to things like speaking opportunities yeah. as well, mm-hmm. because you know there's often a lot of people that want to go out there and, and speak on big stages, but actually you do need to do some of that early stuff yep. where there's a smaller audience or it's less prestigious mm-hmm. or whatever, just to have the experience and the building blocks just give that it you a can go, yeah. show elsewhere. Uh-huh. So if someone is starting out and they absolutely nail the local thing and they're starting to get proper meaty coverage in local things, is a good tactic then to be kind of gathering those up, so logging them somewhere, and then almost you know sharing a few of those with someone that's maybe working for a, a bigger title. Is that is that effective or no? I don't know about that because I think journalists are always looking for the next thing. They don't so want to, to see different. yesterday's story. They're always looking ahead, and they certainly wouldn't want to republish something that's already been covered. So I think. The clue is in the name, news, Mm. (laughs) newspaper, news titles. It's got to be something new all the time. What about if you were pitching for TV or radio and maybe they actually want to see someone in action or listen to them to know that they're not putting someone on that's going to kind of freeze in the in the spotlight? Would that be a different approach? You know, say I wanted to go on... Loose women. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go on loose women, but that's just the thing that popped into my head. But say I wanted to go on that and I've been on a couple of things already. Would it be a tactic for me to approach them and say, hey, I could come on and talk about X, Y, and Z. And here's a few clips to things that I've been on already that perhaps are not on as big channels. Yeah, Would that definitely, work? I, definitely, because I think you're showing your range and you're showing that you've got some credibility. There's a big difference between news stories and features interviews and that's another kind of bit of homework that I think it's good to do before you start out with this if you buy a newspaper and look through the sections it's the same with all media there's news there's features there's interviews there's longer reads in-depth articles which would be like blogs or LinkedIn articles and news like I say the, the clues in the name has to be a news story but features there's there's lots of other ways of getting press coverage it doesn't have to be just news big figures numbers like i've said and that's why i suppose maybe it's cuz I, I like jigsaws but i like matching the story or what we're trying to do with the media so is this an interview is this an event it could be an event raising awareness of a really big social issue so let's get a conversation about the social issue and then try and sell tickets off the back of that So there's loads of different ways of doing it. And I think that takes experience and practice. But I think knowing your media is definitely one of the first things you have to start doing. Mm. 
At what point do you give up when you're sort of following up with these? Because it might be that you've sent something, like, should you follow up if you haven't heard from them? You know, what's the best approach to not really piss them off? That is the massive question that everyone in PR asks journalists when they meet them. <laughs> and what's I? the answer? Well, what do they tell most, you? most journalists and press will say, please just never do that. I had to do it on my first job in Dublin and I hated it so much because, you know, press are just like, I, you know, I get thousands of emails, especially in the national. Personally, I don't think it's worth it. I personally prefer to try and build up a relationship with journalists so they know me by my first name, which is hard in the northeast sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they know generally who I am and try and sell stories really personally. I might try once again in case they missed it and then I would I wouldn't go any further than that because I think it just annoys them. But my tack is to try and send a story to a couple of places that I think are really fitting and not to send press that I know stories that they won't be interested in because it's wasting my time their time. I like to try and get a reputation for being someone who sends stories that they're going to be into. So when they see my name pop up hopefully they go oh okay let's see what she's what she's mm. up to today. That makes sense. Can you share any success stories or case studies of small business owners who have effectively used PR to boost their personal profiles and increase business success? Anything springing to mind? Yeah, probably a, a recent example is working at Jam Jar Cinema in Whitley Bay, which was my second home anyway. But I worked there a couple of years ago and my job was to raise the profile of the cinema and change it from a community charitable feel to a strong independent three screen cinema so to change that perception with people and I one of the tax I took was to bring Jam Jar Cinema to a business audience and to more well a more corporate and business audience rather than just community so I entered the cinema into Northeast Business Awards and we won a couple of them. We won a national. Uh, we put the cinema into the Small Business Awards and we won a national with that. And that led to a BBC News Breakfast interview talking about small businesses and the budget and the economy. Very so cool. that kind of snowballed. Yeah. And it was just a question of thinking about who we wanted to talk to, the messages we wanted to get across and kind of creative ways of doing that. So when they won that award and then got the breakfast TV piece, Mm -hmm. did you pitch the breakfast TV show or did they see the award? They saw the award. So where did they see that? Just some coverage on that? Well, they knew the Small Business Awards organisers and they knew they'd they'd have a really good lineup of speakers at the ready. Cool. And they went for a jam to cinema, so we put Whitley Bay on the, the national map. So that was amazing. And that was taking a story from a small community story to going, right, this is really of national importance and let's see how we can get that profile raised. It's really interesting hearing you reference awards because obviously awards is part of raising your profile. It's an element that I talk about a lot. And for anyone that's interested in awards, you should totally go back and listen to episode three, which talks about awards that are worth it. And episode 15, which was uh, Susan Routledge talking about her experience of being an awards judge. So it's definitely cool hearing an example of hey someone entered this award and look what it then led to and I think that's a really big top tip for small businesses that don't have much news going on they don't have huge deals they don't have huge big numbers that bigger companies would and I suppose when I've had clients in the past that haven't had news you have to make it you have to create your own news and that awards is a brilliant way of doing that or speaking at something or maybe doing some market research and uncovering some data, working with a charity, you know, thinking about being on a board or 
that, that type of thing. So if you have no news, how can you create, create things it, to talk about? And winning the award will get you a certain amount of coverage, but it's also something that you can amplify again on social media. And then journalists who looking at, you know, stories might pick it up. And I think it's a bit of a snowball effect. You know, it's one thing leads to another and you never know where it can get you. Nice. I think there's been some really helpful ideas in there that hopefully will spark some thoughts for our listeners. But just before we finish, as a PR manager, what advice would you give to small business owners who just want to take that first step in improving their personal brand through PR? My first advice would be to have a look at businesses that you admire, people that you think are doing it really well, see what they do, where are they, what journalists are writing about them, what platforms are they on and what are they doing. Do your homework, have a think. I suppose work out your your plan. I think the best thing to do is to work out your audience, what you want them to know and how you're going to get that message across to them and what's the best way. Do they look at Facebook? Are they kind of a community feel? Is it more of a corporate business story? What kind of community do you want to get at? And how do they get their information? And then just start reading and reading and reading. I don't think anyone can work in press and media and comms if they don't read and love (laughs) news stories, magazines. Really start taking it all in and listening and looking around. Awesome. Well, hopefully this episode will have inspired a few listeners to get out there, put themselves out there, approach a few journalists and send them some compelling story ideas. Thank you so much for joining me. More than welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like and leave a review. See you next Monday.